Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. My name is Elizabeth and I am a mom of three boys. My goal here is to educate you intentional ways that you can become an emotionally healthy mom. Ways that you can break destructive patterns that have been happening for years and how you can leave an emotionally healthy legacy with your children. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how our family of origin, the family we grew up, how that affects our emotions and how comfortable we are with the emotions that we experience. So one of the things that I had to do when I was doing kind of like I did a course that it's called Circle of Security and it's about creating a secure attachment with your children and their emotions and feelings. One of the things that we went through over there was our family of origin and what emotions were allowed in my family of origin. And they had, I think there were six major ones, anger, joy, sadness, fear, curiosity, and shame. The thing is, if that emotion was not okay in our family that we grew up in, we will struggle with that emotion when our child is expressing it and also being with our child in that emotion. I'll go a little bit deeper on that because that one is for sure with me. Like anger was not allowed in my family of origin. And I really struggled for a while and it's still not easy for me to be in that emotion with my children in the moment with them. I just want to escape. I just don't want to be around that emotion. It just doesn't feel safe. It, it's triggering. It's, it's hard. So our childhood and our family experiences really shape our sense of identity and the rules we set for ourselves throughout childhood. So part of that includes the emotions and how we handle feelings and emotions. So if we were not allowed to express anger, we will struggle with seeing anger being a safe emotion and that it's okay to feel it. We just need to learn to manage and regulate it. Also, our concept of God and the whole belief system and cheat like teaching about ourselves and what to expect from others around us, how we live our lives and what roles we play with others around us, it all comes from our childhood. We learn so much from our childhood and that's why I'm so passionate about finding and recognizing unhelpful patterns that were in my family of origin or just in general unhelpful patterns that maybe I not intentionally brought into my family because of beliefs systems and you know how things were shaped when I was growing up recognizing what it was unhealthy and what can I do differently to break that pattern and what can I do instead a lot comes from when we were kids and Studies say that the first six years is like huge. That's when kids develop a lot and they learn the most kind of about emotions and which ones are safe and how to handle them. And 
later on over the years, we keep repeating it to them, but the safety and the security is being created more when they're younger. So what about big feelings and emotions? So one of the questions that the therapist asked us when we were taking that class was which emotions I was able to express safely with my primary parent. Which ones was I allowed to express and share? So the emotions were anger, joy, sadness, fear, curiosity is like asking questions about what's going on or the situation or if you don't understand something, and shame. And joy was allowed. Sadness was allowed in my family. Um, Sometimes it was kind of, um, we were trying to, you know, be pulled out of that sadness sooner than later, just because I guess my parents didn't know what to do with it. It It was a little bit uncomfortable for them and they just didn't want us to stay sad. So they wanted to pull us out of it. Fear was allowed. I don't remember, you know, Anything that's like, oh, you know, you're not allowed to feel fear. And curiosity, asking questions, that one's kind of like 50-50. Sometimes we were. Sometimes it's like, I'm the parent. I said what I said. You don't get to ask me why. You just do what you're told. And curiosity was kind of like not allowed in some moments. Though the two big ones that were not really accepted or allowed, and that also comes from my parents' family of origin, so I'm not blaming my parents that what they did was wrong or bad. I'm just saying they did the best they could with the knowledge they had. So the emotions that were not really accepted were anger and shame. Anger was considered kind of like, okay, it's a sin. We need to um, get rid of it. You need to stop it. It's not allowed. And it was more like you have to stop it. That was more like the thing. It was just not allowed. It was uncomfortable. You need to snap out of that anger as soon as possible. And shame was definitely one that I think was the most uncomfortable for me. So the example I can bring up that I remember was, I think I was like 15 or 16 years old and my mom cleaned houses for a living. And I went with my mom to clean a house and I was uh, dusting the um, bedroom, the master bedroom and the nightstand, and I was dusting around there, and I saw um, a magazine under something, and I pulled out the magazine, and it was a pornographic magazine with naked people on there, and I have never been exposed to pornography until then, and of course, those pictures are so intriguing, even if you if you know anything about pornography and addiction, or if you've ever experienced this yourself, you also understand and know that it is so hard to look away. It's just the way our human brain is wired and how captivating it is. And you, it's like, you know, it's wrong. You shouldn't look at it, 
but it's ridiculously hard to just put it down and walk away. And I started looking through the magazine. My mom was in a different part of the house. She was not in the same room with me. And I started flipping through it. And then I heard my mom walk into the room. And I quickly put it back where I found it. And I think she must have she must have known. I'm sure she did. I told this to her years later. And she's like, yeah, I, I, I knew you were lying. <laughs> and she came to the room. And I quickly put it away. And she's like, did you find something? Did you see something there? I'm like, no, 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 I didn't. And I just hid it and I put it away. I felt so much shame about, you know, seeing that pornography, even though it's not like I went searching for it. It just kind of came about and it was just so embarrassing and shameful for me to admit that I saw this, that I looked at it. It was really hard for me to put down. That's just not a topic we ever talked much in our home. We didn't really talk much about pornography. And part of it is I know that it's from my parents, you know, family of origin. We were just told like, it's bad. Don't look at it. But we were never even like went into depth about like, well, why is it so hard not to look at it? And what happens when you look at it and why it's destructive? And it was never a normal conversation in our home. So therefore there was so much shame around that. And it was always like looked down upon. And if I knew if I admitted it to my mom, my mom would not, she probably wouldn't shame me. That's not her personality. That's not who she is. But I felt so much fear. And I just didn't, I don't want to, how do I say? It? I just didn't feel safe expressing that to her. It was just really, really hard. I don't know. It was just like I felt so much shame over seeing that, that I felt too much fear to express that shame to my mom and share that shame with her, even though she was a safe person for me, because shame was just not something that was ever talked in our family of origin and the feeling of shame and how you deal with the feeling of shame. I just kind of felt uncomfortable for days and days and days trying to get those images out of my head and they were still there. And I don't know how long it took me to get those images out of my head, but that was like my first exposure to pornography ever. And of course, it stays with you. You remember that. And I remember the super uncomfortable feeling I also felt. Also, like, Years later, even as an adult, it was hard for me to even mention and admit the situation to my mom, even though I don't have a pornography addiction. I've always, I've been exposed to it only a few times in my life, and it was never something I went back to. But just even that was, is just, it was such an embarrassing thing for me to talk about because it was just not a feeling that we felt comfortable expressing in my family of origin and the only way you can get comfortable with it is by putting yourself out of the comfort zone and talking about it that's the thing the only way we can start being comfortable with these feelings in our current family with our children is by recognizing that they are safe and there are safe ways to express them. It's just something we need to teach our children to do. And also putting ourselves 
out of our comfort zone. It is pushing ourselves and being willing to be uncomfortable, feel uncomfortable, to be with our child in that emotion and share that emotion with them. So being with our child, that helps them feel safe and secure and validated. Like think of yourself, when you are having a hard time, and whatever it might be, you're super overwhelmed, you're very sad, you might be depressed, you might feel jealous, or whatever emotion you're feeling. When there is a safe person in your life, it might be your spouse, it might be your parent, it might be a close friend, friend, when there's a safe person in your life who is able to be with you in that emotion and just sit next to you, give you a hug, and maybe not even say anything, somehow that feeling is less overwhelming. Just them having their hand on your back and being like, you know, even saying like, I'm here for you. This is hard. I'm here with you. Just having that presence helps that emotion feel less overwhelming and helps it feel more safe because they're not trying to stop it. They're just there with you in it. So realistically with our kids, let's say we all experience a lot of emotions during our day and so do our kids. Realistically, we are not able to, there's one of us, let's say you're the parent who's learning to do this. There's one of you if your spouse is not on board with this, and let's say you have three or four or five kids, realistically, you cannot meet all their emotional needs. That's just not possible. You don't have the mental energy, emotional energy for that, physical time for that, because you have other things that need to get done. It's not realistic. Studies have shown, because I talked about that with my therapist, because like I felt that I'm like, oh, I can't meet all their needs and I feel like I'm failing. And she's like, studies show that you just need to be a good enough parent. And what that is, in order to develop a secure, secure attachment with your children and become that safe person for them with their challenging emotions, you need to be there 30% of the time, just 30% of the time. Yeah, like in general, we want to strive for more if we can. Obviously, if we do 50, <laughs> that's better. But it's just 30% of the time to be there for them, with them in that challenging emotion and feeling. Just 30% of the time. That takes up so much pressure off of us, right? That we have to like constantly be there to show up for our children with all their emotional needs and struggles and that's not realistic. Life happens. There's going to be times when we are not around. But when we are there with them, in order for us to be with them in that emotion and feeling, it helps them feel more safe. And it sends signal to their brain to be more safe. And if we are regulated, it helps them stay regulated, especially with the little ones. Oftentimes, if we are uncomfortable with a certain emotion with our children, it is very possible that that emotion was not allowed in our family of origin. So for me, that is anger and shame. 
I struggle even like right now, especially with my oldest. I'm putting myself out of my comfort zone with like shame and talking to him about like pornography. And we got this book. It's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. By the way, I really recommend it. Like this is off subject, but it's a really great book for kids about like eight and up um, that talks about pornography, what it is and how it affects your brain, what addiction is and things you can do when you do get exposed to pornography, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when they get exposed to it, they will. Because this is the world we live in. And the sooner you talk to them, the better it is, because then they can make a plan for it. So let's come back to um, the emotions and shame and um, anger. So I'm putting myself out of my comfort zone to talk with my son about shameful things. And if he asks questions that have anything to do with I don't know, sexualized stuff that he hears somewhere in school or whatever. I try to use those conversations and like casually talk about them and not be like, oh my goodness, what did you just say? Like that word you could never ever say again because that will make them feel shame. And that feeling and emotion they're feeling, then like, then it creates shame around that topic. Anyways. And then shame is like, I'm getting better with it. I'm getting more comfortable with it. Anger is my biggest one that I struggled with because with my oldest and even with younger ones, it's hard because I get really triggered because that emotion was not allowed in my family of origin. And with little ones, oftentimes they don't express anger in a hopeful way, even if you teach them many, many times because their brains are immature. They quickly shift to their survival part of the brain they either yell or scream or they throw stuff which is not okay and we need to be there to help them stop those behaviors the unsafe behaviors it's okay for them to feel that feeling but it's not okay for them to be unsafe or hurt others when they're feeling that feeling and redirecting that feeling into something safe that they can do like ripping paper or crumpling it up or i have soft toys that they can throw on the wall or stomping the floor those things are safe and they're non-destructive and they will not hurt anyone or them if they do those things but with little ones i it's hard it's still hard for me even though i recognize that they're struggling with this big feeling it's it's hard for them it's the hardest for me to deal with my oldest son because he is nine and his feelings are bigger, they're stronger, he's physically like more resistant and he's can say more hurtful things in the moment, be more disrespectful. When he is angry, it's a huge struggle for me to be with him in the moment. Oftentimes, he personally even wants some space, which is good when he's angry. He wants others to get out of his way, but I typically say, hey, if you're having a hard time, that's okay. It's okay that you're upset about this and you're angry, but right now your anger is not safe and I'm going to help you keep it safe. And in order for you to do that, you're going to need to take some time, time to yourself. You need to take a break. So we're going to go upstairs. You know, if he doesn't, if he resists me, I ask him if he's going to do it himself or if he needs my help walking him upstairs. I've talked about this in the previous episode, so I'm not going to go into depth about it here. But 
that emotion is still scary for me. It feels to my brain, I'm still working and helping myself tell myself I'm safe. I've got this. I can do this. Anger can be safe. I just need to help my son learn to handle anger safe. And remember, when we are experiencing anger, we shift to our emotional, mostly survival part of the brain. And we do and say things because that emotion is so intense. We do and say things that are hurtful and that are not helpful and that are not positive. And recognizing that, telling myself that in the moment, it helps But it's still really, really hard to be with him in that emotion. So I really have to put myself out of my comfort zone. It took me almost a year, honestly, almost a year to learn to be with my nine-year-old, to be with him and feel okay, still not very good, (laughs) but mostly okay when he's feeling angry and allowing him to feel that feeling without stopping it and redirecting it and giving him like two options how he can release it in a safe way because when he is angry remember your thinking brain is shut off and that is where the skills live to deal with anger and if he hasn't had enough experiences of dealing with anger in a productive helpful way he will deal it in a hurtful way. So my job as a mature parent is to stay regulated myself when he's feeling that emotion and also help him in that feeling and redirect him to what he can do and how he can express it in a helpful way. So that is kind of uh, it for today. But quickly to recap, Our family of origin has a lot to do with how we express feelings and emotions. We repeat a lot of the same patterns. We want it or not, especially those deeper emotions. If we were taught to shut them down, we shut them down. If we were modeled and it was okay to express anger and blow up and scream, we kind of repeat that. We kind of go to one extreme or the other. And Our job as parents is to recognize patterns that were not helpful and what we can do differently to change that in our family of origin, which oftentimes requires us to put ourselves out of our comfort zone. Remember being uncomfortable, which is okay. That's when we grow. Being uncomfortable is totally fine. It's out of our comfort zone where we grow and we become a better version of ourselves. Put ourselves out of our comfort zone and... Letting our children experience these feelings, be with them in that emotion and staying regulated and help our children to direct those feelings in a productive, helpful way to release them. Shame is one that you mostly talk about because anger is one that you can do physical release with, but shame is definitely one that you, when you talk about it and you put it into the light it kind of releases its power and it's really scary to do it. But once you did it, you feel much, much better. And that's something, you know, I had to talk to with my kids about. 
but that's definitely one that I will have to keep on working on with my kids. Shame and anger. Those are my two big ones. So my question for you is what emotions in your family of origin were you not allowed to express? And here are the six again. Anger, joy, sadness, fear, curiosity, and shame. Which ones were not allowed or very uncomfortable in your family of origin? And are those the same emotions that you are struggling with when it comes to your children? Are you still struggling with those emotions, realizing that they're okay, that they can be safe, and being in that emotion? Is that what you struggle with? Just some food for thought. And if you do, that is something you can journal about and That can be really, really helpful to process why you're struggling with what you're struggling. So this is kind of my two cents on this. And if you have questions, reach out to me. You can either email me at helloemotionallyhealthylegacy.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram. Also, Emotionally Healthy Legacy, I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you could take a moment and leave a rating on iTunes and a review, that would be so helpful for me. I would really, really appreciate that. You ladies have a wonderful day. If you're a mom that struggles with handling her challenging emotions in a healthy way, listen up. I've got a tool for you. If you go in the show notes of this podcast, you will see a link where you can sign up for a five-day free mini course. And in that mini course, you get to learn actual practical things that you can do in the moment and outside of the moment to be more patient and calm so you're not as overwhelmed, so you're not as stressed, and actual ways to learn to de-stress yourself and calm your nervous system down. How often do we hear that we shouldn't react, we should respond? And the problem is, well, how? In the moment, I don't know how because I'm so overwhelmed and so triggered. In this mini course, you get to learn the how. I am so excited that I have these skills that I can share with you. So go in the show notes, click on the link, enter your email, and then you can start the five-day free mini course.